dear Marvel, dear Kevin Feige, dear MCU, and most of all, dear Disney, don't do it. Don't even do it because I, I, I know what y'all are going to do. You know how I know? Because I pay attention to things. Because I see a pattern in things. Because I know that Disney buying Fox and getting complete control, not complete control, but getting controlled, you know, overseeing all this, the, the, the Marvel shit. Don't do it. I know everybody out there is just like, what the, what is he talking about? Why is he snapping to keep saying the same thing over and over? He's not telling us anything. What am I talking about, y'all? When I say don't do it over and over and over, I can't stress this enough. Don't do it. What am I talking about? Don't make this new MCU Blade PG-13. Don't. I'm telling you, I know they're going to do it. Y'all know how I know? Because Disney ain't going for no R-rated Blade shit. Like, let's think about it. Let's look at the first Blade movie. In the first couple minutes of the movie, it's like literally a bloodbath. Like there's blood coming from the sprinklers that would normally uh, shoot out water when there's a fire or something like that. Then you got all types of reapers and creatures and shit all in uh, Blade 2. That's Del Toro at his, at his finest. Blade Trinity wasn't the best sequel. It definitely wasn't a good follow up to, the, to uh, you know, what Del Toro did with the second one. But it still has got blood. It's got blood and it's got gore in it. This this new blade, man, I I already see it happening. I already see it happening, especially because Morbius is now connected. You know, when the trailer dropped for Morbius, we see it's connected to the MCU somehow. I don't know how that universe uh, alternate thing is going to go, but we saw Michael Keaton in there, and I'm pretty sure he's playing the Vulture again. So Morbius is connected to the MCU, and if Morbius, the living vampire, vampire... They drink blood, by the way, for anybody that didn't know that. Blood, like that red stuff, plasma, hemoglobin, some people call it, I hope. But if Morbius is going to be rated PG-13, which I'm sure it is, then that's just letting me know that Blade, when Blade jumps into the MCU, it's going to be PG-13. It's going to be watered down in, um, you know, in, in, uh, in, uh, in better terms. It's going to be watered down. They're going to soften it up. And I really don't want that, man. You know, we've had Blade has for the most part. I don't count one lackluster sequel, a bad run overall. Maybe the TV show, because I, I won't go anywhere near that shit. Sticky Fingers played Blade. Uh, if anybody doesn't know who Sticky Fingers, he was uh, he's a rapper. He was in the group Onyx with Fragile Star. But he played Blade. I won't go anywhere near the show. It was on Spike TV. I don't know if it got canceled or they just, whatever the case may be, but it was probably for the best. But, you know, I don't I don't look at Blade Trinity uh, putting a, a damper on the actual trilogy itself because overall, Blade is, is a really entertaining trilogy to watch. He's one of the best, you know, Mar he's one of the darker Marvel characters. And this is back when... There was no um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, so Marvel was going off of, you know, solo movies. Blade was definitely a home run for them. Uh, 1998, it, not only was that a good year for movies, but it was like we were ha we had uh, superhero movies in the 90s, but none of them were like Blade. So for Blade to pop up in 1998, you know, pre-millennium, uh, new millennium and shit, it, it was... Um, 
it was a crazy idea and to have Wesley Snipes playing. Wesley Snipes was already the it guy. So he was definitely going to get crazy and a, a different type of fan base um, for playing Blade. But he was going to get crazy acclaim like this, like that on his resume was definitely popping for him. And the first Blade movie, like I said, 1998, Wesley Snipes, uh, Chris Christopherson, Stephen Dorff, and Boucher, right? Udo Kier, who is horror royalty, he was a steal for that for that first movie. I didn't even, you know, I didn't realize how big of a deal that dude was until, um, you know, I did my research. I used to buy, like, a lot of Fangoria, Starlog magazines, and shit like that, and Shivers magazines. But once I, you know, I realized what Udo Kier meant to the horror genre, so that was a steal for them. And they even had Sanaa Lathan in the movie, which was which was crazy. Playing uh, Blade's mom um, in one of her earlier movies. But the movie, Stephen Norrington directed the first Blade. And David S. Goyer wrote it. And David S. Goyer, you know, I'll, I'll talk about what he did and didn't do for this series in a, in a little bit. But David S. Goyer is one of those guys. He's attached to a lot of comic book movie credits. And... The guy does a good job writing. I, you know, I'll definitely give it to him. He knows how to craft a, a, a story. He knows how to, um, you know, his sense of narrative is pretty good when it comes to these comic book movies. I wish I would have wrote down um, the movies that he, the other movies he was attached to. I, I'm pretty sure, I want to say some of the Batman or Superman movies uh, he has writing credits to. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Then 2002, we got... You know, uh, we got Blade 2 and Del Toro, Gilmo Del Toro jumped in. And this dude, like, he took it up a couple notches because he added his, you know, Del Toro is a big creature guy. He's a big practical effects guy. And while we did have a lot of, um, we had a lot of uh, CG effects in Blade 2, the creature effects were definitely the highlight. Like, that's what Del Toro does. He, he, he makes monsters on screen. Like, he makes them look scary. I remember when I first saw him, you know, uh, Blade 2, and the Reapers, when their mouths open up, and them little suckers come out of it, that shit's creepy, it's creepy, it's disturbing, it's nasty, it's, it's all types of things, um, uh, David Goyer came back for Blade 2, did a good job writing that, and him and, him and Del Toro teaming that was, uh, that was like a match made in heaven right there, that's like a comic book movie geek and a horror movie geek's wet dream right there, so, of course, Wesley Snipes came back. Chris Christopherson came back. Uh, Ron Perlman. This this was one thing about this Blade 2 cast. It's crazy underrated. You have Ron Perlman playing a bad guy, if anything. Well, we didn't know he was a bad guy until the end. But um, Norman Reedus, way before Walking Dead. I think before uh, Boondock Saints also. Um, I think he had been in Mimic prior to this, which was another Del, you know, Del Toro likes his actors, man. Kind of like, you know, what I was saying about Tim Burton. Certain directors love their actors. And uh, he brought Norman Reedus back for a bigger role. Luke Goss was in it. Matt Scholes plays one of, you know, the Blood Pack, uh, the, the team that Blade has to join. And Matt Scholes, if anybody doesn't know who that is, that is Matt Scholes is that guy. He is that bull. He's Vince from Fast and Furious. He was in Fast Furious. He was in Fast Five. He is a dope ass dude. And he plays a hell of a guitar in real life. And Donnie Yen was in um, Blade 2. He played this character named Snowman who was in the Blood Pack crazy slept on underrated character they didn't give him anything to do really but you know he got a good kick scene with one of the reapers i guess but blade 2 was is one of is probably one of the best not just sequels but comic book sequels ever made for me but 2004 is when we kind of got into that uh 
even though it was the last movie, that's when it got into like a downward slant for the series because, you know, Del Toro didn't come back. I don't know if it was creative differences. I don't I don't know what the situation was. I never actually read into it. So I guess they figured the next person up in line would be the writer like David S. Goyer, who knows the series uh well enough to step in a director's chair than a writer and i actually I, I was all for it you know i was all for the idea but this is something about it's a few things but there's something about blade that a uh, blade trinity that always rubbed me the wrong way and it wasn't until i started like looking up interviews and looking shit up online like uh articles that i realized that the reason wesley snipes performed the way he did was because he was pissed off on the set you know he he was only answering to Blade. He was communicating with post-it notes. He was sitting in his trailer smoking bud all day. Like he he was he was pissed. He was pissed off because, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel had joined the cast and it was a lot of shine on those two, especially Ryan Reynolds, man. The dude was probably one of the best parts of Blade Trinity, honestly. Even though people don't like that movie. I don't hate it. It's just a it's just really lackluster as far as uh part two is concerned. But, um, yeah, uh, Wesley was pissed on set, man, and it really showed into, you know, it, it poured out into his performance and it just wasn't, you know, it was just something that just felt so incomplete and so lazy about Blade 3. Like I said, I don't I don't hate it, but it's just, you know, it wasn't anything epic. Uh, Chris Christopherson even came back for it. Dominic Purcell, who played um, he played Dracula, a.k.a. Drake. They named that man Drizzy in that movie, but I, I don't like him as Dracula at all. I feel like they should have had a better actor who would have left a way better impression, a more intimidating impression, especially if you're going to play Dracula, like legit Dracula. Parker Posey was in it. Uh, love her. She, I loved her in Scream 3. She played, um, the hell was her name? Was it, was it Jennifer? I think her name was Jennifer in uh, Scream 3. Triple H was in it. He, he was pretty entertaining because, uh, he he had like these capped he, he had these capped vampire teeth and he was just constantly beating the shit out of Ryan Reynolds. They give they got a nice little grudge wrestling type match at the end of the movie. And James Raymar was in it for a little bit. If anybody doesn't know who that is, he played he was in the Warriors, he was in Tales from the Dark Side, and unfortunately he played Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um but yeah, overall Blade like the trilogy of Blade, I don't I don't fought like I said, I don't fought one movie just for one movie being bad uh I, basically what i'm trying to say is the trilogy's fine it's a fine trilogy to watch you just got to know what you get you got to know that you're going to be disappointed in more ways than one by the time you get to the third one you know but it's it's a good entertaining comic book movie a good run uh good run through for the three movies now i think it was a comic-con uh event or something like that where marvel introduced their next phase of movies and you know we got um, we got when that the Eternals is coming out, Shang-Chi is coming out, um, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there's a Black Widow movie coming out, and then they saved probably the best for last, even though I am looking forward to the Eternals, I can't sleep on Blade because he's a dope-ass character, but they kind of saved the best for last, and they announced Blade's coming to the MCU in the next phase, and not only did they do that, but they announced the actor for it who was Mahershala Ali and Mahershala Ali is a guy he's he's actually making a really good and big name for himself man I, the first movie I seen Mahershala Ali in was Predators um the one where they're on the Predator planet with Lawrence Fishburne uh, Adrian Brody and all of that and he plays 
that badass character from he's like an assassin from Sierra Leone and he's got the AK-47 and he's like one of the second people to get killed like I hate the fact that that's one of the things I hated about that movie you got these characters that you didn't even get, the best characters didn't get shit to do Mahershala Ali didn't get shit to do Danny Trejo didn't get shit to do the Yakuza guy didn't get shit to do you know you killed the minorities off in the corniest fashion ever in that movie but he was in it and that was the first movie I saw him in he's also in Hidden Figures with Taraji uh, Octavia Spencer and uh, Janelle Monet. He was in, I think it's called The Green Book with Viggo Mortensen. That was probably one of his more recent ones. He's in that Alita movie. Uh, and I heard that that played a big part in why he was casted in that. Because I heard he's like a swordsman or some shit in that movie. I've never seen it. I'll probably catch it uh, eventually. But yeah, man, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali is playing Blade. And honestly, the more and more fan art I see for this guy, the more I think he could pull it off. I probably would have to see more of his performances, but I'm really getting in the mood where I don't want to see anybody's performances. Like I, I told myself I was going to catch up on Robert Pattinson's movies outside of Twilight, like his indie stuff since he's playing Batman. But um, I, I decided not to. I'm like, I want to go into this as blind as I can. I already know I don't like the Twilight movies, but I know he's in that. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna go into the Batman blind. I kind of want to do the same thing with this. I don't want to see the Green Book. I kind of don't want to see Alita, even though it does look like a crazy ass movie. But I don't want to do too much research and, you know, get my expectations all crazy because, you know, there, look, like I said in my Marvel and DC um, episode, uh, everything Marvel puts out is not an epic. So there's a chance. I mean, it's 50 50. Of course, it's Blade, and I want to, I want to keep my, my spirits high with the character. But, let's be real this is every movie that's ever you know trailer or not is still a 50 50 chance no matter how strongly you feel in your opinion is a 50 50 chance that the movie will tank it'll be bad you know the trailer can look good the, you know somebody could have a crazy ass editor that's on point with everything polish up the trailer make it look like everything you wanted in your life but you know it could the, the finished product could probably not be good i hope that's not the case with this but um there was also rumors of I, I know Wesley Snipes had his, uh, you know, he had his uh, his his uh, not his say so, but, you know, he had his comments about it. And he's kind of he kind of tipped his hat to Mahershala Ali uh, and, you know, he told him, you know, good luck or whatever he told him. You know, he said it was a passing of the torch, something along the lines of that. I can't quote it exactly, but Wesley did not have any negative feedback, per se. At least I don't think he had negative feedback. Um, in the public eye because he was in enough shit already and before they announced the new actor for Blade I remember thinking the only way I would want to see Wesley Snipes come back is if it was on some you know how they brought Hugh Jackman for his last go-round as Logan in the movie Logan I would have loved to see like Blade just old withered even though he is a vampire you know but it's like old withered just tired you know, of course, they couldn't bring Whistler back because he died in the beginning of part three. Spoiler alert. But uh, that was that would have been one of the only ways I wanted to see him like on his last leg. Vampires legit take like literally have taken over the world. And, you know, Blade just is just tired. He's just got to do one more mission. But of course, we didn't get that, man. Plus, I, I wasn't surprised that they casted somebody else and didn't go back with Wesley because for one. It's in the MCU now, and as violent as those Blade movies are, that you know they they're that violent. They don't fit in in the MCU. We don't have a, a MCU movie that's that hardcore, that gory, that bloody. And not only that, had they did 
you know, keep the same storyline. I wouldn't be surprised if they recasted uh, Wesley Snipes in that same continuity because Wesley left such a bad taste in the in the, in the studio and the and the director and the, you know he left a bad such a bad taste in everybody's mouth. It's like why would they bring him back? You know, he was acting like I, I understand his concern, but it was it's a way that you got to go about doing things, man. Like as far as like professionalism and stuff like that, and that's not that's not to take away anything from Wesley Snipes, like, that's one of my favorite, you know, he, he's a, in, in, uh, as far as the culture goes, he is one of the it guys, probably one of the top it guys, hands down, like, Passenger 57 is one of my favorite movies of all time, that's one of my favorite Wesley Snipes movie, that is my favorite Wesley Snipes movie, matter of fact, where he headlines it, I would say Demolition Man, but he had to share the screen with somebody else, I know he has to share it with Bruce Payne and Passenger 57, but he is the main character where, as in Demolition Man, which I would want to make my favorite Wesley movie. Uh, Stallone was the, he was the guy. He was the main character in that movie. So, but um, what I would like to see as far as Wesley Snipes goes, if they could bring him in as Whistler, I, I'm i all for that. I know people will be like, well, Whistler's not black. What's wrong with you, man? But it's like, who gives a shit? Let's be real. You know, it's it's been whitewashing and gender swapping and all and, and race swapping, all types of shit in the MCU since the beginning of fucking time, who cares, but it would be dope to have him as Whistler, I know that's probably not gonna happen, that's very unlikely, now, they didn't announce a director for this project, they didn't announce a writer, they didn't announce any other cast members, they just know Mahershala Ali is playing Blade, you know, the Daywalker, and like I said, I'm with it, however, I know what y'all are gonna do, I know, I know, like I said, Feige and, and 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 Marvel and Disney, man, I'm I'm telling you, this is a big fucking mistake. If y'all make Blade, this new Blade, PG-13, don't do it. I'm telling you, there's too there is too much that can go wrong. I don't want to see Blade cutting through people, t- and but they have to explain it like, oh, he cut through them so fast that they don't bleed. No, we don't want that Wolverine shit. I mean, Wolverine was cool, but it's like Wolverine, he didn't have any blood on him when he when he cut through people. He didn't have any blood on those claws. The X Men movies didn't have any blood like that. Very sparingly did they use little spots of blood and shit like that. But Blade is just something that I feel like is not going to work as a PG-13 movie because it plays into so much of the story and the story, the backstory, where the story ends up going, the character himself, the the, the villains. You know, Morbius is a villain um, in, in, you know, Blade and him have crossed paths a few times and stuff in the comics, I'm sure, and in the cartoons, I'm sure. But, you know, that alone, it's it's a living vampire versus a vampire hybrid you know what i'm saying like the daywalker you cannot make blade pg-13 that is going to be a big fucking mistake man like don't i i i uh, now this is another this is a this is my thing marishala ali it's 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 nothing against this guy but i feel like he, you know, if it was Wesley Snipes, there's one thing I will say about Wesley. If it was him and they tried to make it PG-13, I don't think he would go for that. Him being the top villain and being the main character, the titular character, as I like to call them, uh, I feel like he would have had to say so. Like, nah, we can't, you know, we can't tone it. We can't trim it down like that. You know, it's got to be rated R. We got to go for blood, literally go for blood. 
But I feel like Mahershala Ali is just so humbled and he's so grateful that, you know, if they told him the movie's rated PG, I feel like he would just be, all right, cool. Where's the script? Let's make it work. Let's make it happen, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm in the MCU now. I'm ready to I'm ready to play my part. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. You know, you got to be humble, especially coming into a big game like that. Like Marvel is a big deal, really big deal, and especially because you got Disney attached to it now. Oh, yeah. You about to get some uh, some good big buckety bucks when that paycheck drops. But crazy thing about fun fact about uh, this guy, Mahershala Ali, he turned down Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movie to play Blade to take this role which was kind of a big deal and you know they ended up giving the role to Jeffrey Wright but while it was a big deal I think Blade would was, is a lot better for his career to further his career because uh Commissioner Gordon you know I'm glad they had nothing against the character himself and I'm glad they had Jeffrey uh Jeffrey Wright play the character but Commissioner Gordon only gets to do but so much Blade you can be in, you're in a universe now. I mean, Bat, Batman is a universe also. DC is a universe also. But Blade gets to, you get to interact with, with Spider-Man. You get to interact with maybe the, the Punisher. Like, who knows what characters Blade can run into? Commissioner Gordon is very much confined. I mean, from what I know and from what I see in these movies, he's very much confined to Gotham and Batman and I guess inter, somewhat interaction with the villains and stuff like that. So I don't blame him for it for taking this role over to Batman, you know, I feel like everything aligns, all the stars align how they're supposed to, man, you know, no mistakes in the industry, at least with casting goes, some, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, because they could have easily picked somebody that was a terrible actor to play this, but another fun fact that I didn't know about this movie was Jordan Peele turned down the, the opportunity to direct <laughs> this movie, now, I'm gonna say that again, Jordan Peele, the guy who, comedy guy, who broke the fucking doors down and, and came into horror and psychological thriller and stuff like that. Jordan Peele, a Jordan Peele directed Blade movie. Ah, that'll be like a complete mind trip. But not, and, I, and I'm not opposed to it either. But sadly, that's not going to happen. You know, he had he had the Twilight Zone going on. He had a whole bunch of other projects. Scheduling conflicts is what it was. That's what it was. Love Jordan Pill, but I think it would have been so dope to have Jordan Pill come into it. But listen, people, I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna try to keep this as short as possible. Don't make Blade PG-13. Don't do it. There's too much that can go wrong. I'm telling you, don't make it PG-13. Don't give them a love interest. You know these Marvel movies. You always gotta have a love interest of some kind. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't do it. I feel like they should. This is where. This is where Disney, and this is where Marvel. This is where they get that, you know, they or not. I feel like Marvel, if anything, this is where y'all y'all get ballsy. Y'all get risky. And, you know, Feige, go to go to the CEO and tell somebody you better talk to somebody, man. Like, listen, we can't make an exception for this one. We don't care what, what y'all doing with Sony and, and the, trying to connect him to the MCU. If y'all want to make more BSP 13, cool. But Blade, nah. Not the home, not the big homie. Do not dull the blade. I cannot stress this enough. I feel as though the movie could be awesome uh, if it's PG-13. I mean, I'm not ruling it out, but from the the feeling in my gut I'm getting right now, um, I feel like you're taking away a big piece of what made 
the Blade movies special in the first place. Now, I'm not saying the movies just consist of blood and guts and gore and monsters and shit like that, but just the integrity of the character and 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 like I said, the narrative of the story of what what it's about. I feel like if you strip away the grittiness of it, you 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 know you're you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to tame it. You're trying to put the lion in the cage. You're trying to like it's it's a big part of who the character is and who the characters around him are and what that world is like. And I don't feel like with a with a PG thirteen movie you can really display um a a proper vision of vampires taking over the world, like basically the vampire apocalypse. I don't think you could have you you can have a scene where there's like human like like literally a human like blood bank where they're storing humans you know, like cattle, I don't think you can, you know, it's only but so morbid you can get, and Blade is a very morbid character, it's a morbid story, you know, the just the history behind it, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of shit that, uh, you, you know, to, to, to keep little kids up at night, but I know, man, I, I know, I'm telling you, I, I know what they're gonna do, I know they're gonna do it, because Disney, this is one of the reasons why, I said, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, the merger was one thing, Disney and Fox and all that stuff. But the fact that Disney's got their hand in this in this Marvel shit so heavily now, it's bad for it's bad for a lot of a lot of um, it's going to be a lot of missed opportunities because y'all got to think about something. What's going to happen when it's time for the Punisher to come in? You know, they're not they're definitely not going to put the Punisher, the Netflix Punisher. I'm going to fuck how many multiverses they do. And, you know, connecting the dots and all that type of stuff. I don't care how many how many they do or what they do. You are not. Disney is not allowing. Um, damn, I cannot remember the actor's name that plays uh, the Punisher on on Netflix on the series. But they are not bringing that that version of Punisher into it. No, no, no. I can almost damn well guarantee that because that shit is that shit's gritty. Like, I feel like Fox was th- this MCU is the PG version of marvel fox version of marvel shit like the x-men movies and stuff like that that was the pg-13 shit like it was you know it was it was it it got kind of dark on some of those movies the marvel movies uh that were under fox but the netflix marvel shit that's the hood that's the ghetto that's the r-rated and nc-17 type of content right there they are not bringing that type of punisher into the mcu so what does that mean you know disney's you know disney's got a hand in things now so that means that when you bring when you introduce the new Punisher, when you recast him, the Punisher movie has to be PG-13. And even it's, it's probably going to be even more tame than uh, the Thomas Jane Punisher movie was. And that's one of the reasons why that movie wasn't anything epic to me. I prefer Punisher Warzone. Now, while people think people hate that movie, that is exact. That's the closest you're going to get to the Punisher for me personally. I haven't watched uh, a full season of the Netflix series, but I've seen parts of it and it is pretty gritty. But uh ray stevenson playing the punisher in warzone that's closest you're gonna get from me and they're definitely not bringing that back either so this is this is what i mean about when disney has a hand in things with this with this universe now um there's a lot of things that can that can go wrong there's a lot of things that are going to be stripped away from a lot of the darker characters like punisher like blade like morbius you know what i mean and and uh, i just I know it's business moves at the end of the day, but there's like Blade deserves better than a PG-13. I don't want to see it. Not that I don't want to see the movie, but I don't want to see that rating. 
and I, you know, I don't even know if they finished filming yet, but of course, the trailer will tell everybody everything they need to know, of course, and I know when the trailer comes out, they're not going to, uh, you know, it's going to say this film has not yet been rated, and right about now, like, we used to, I, well, I used to, you know, when they say this film has not yet been rated, for certain movies, you know what it is, that's like Halloween coming out, you know, I, I mean, I thought in the back of my head that it would have been PG-13 because it was Blumhouse, but they said, no, we're not str- we're not straying away from the R rating. But, you know, you see a, mo- a trailer like Halloween and they say this film has not yet been rated. You know, it's rated R. Some shit you just know. But with this, when we see the trailer and they say that this is really going to be a toss up, man, I will be really, really, really disappointed if this new Blade movie is not rated R. But <laughs> The way things are going, it's a very good chance, man, because Disney got Disney got shit by the balls now. Disney's buying up everything. That that's why that's another reason I said that whole Disney Fox merger was a bad idea. Because what did Fox have? Die Hard. They had Alien. They had the rights to Predator. So now it's like we get Disney's Predator, Disney's Alien, Disney's Die Hard. No, I'm good, man. I'm cool. It wasn't a good move. Yeah, it's business business as usual. Money talks and bullshit walks, but you gotta read the fine print and shit like that. You know what I mean? So now, I mean, we've had a PG-13 Die Hard movie, but Disney ain't going for all this violence and shit. They're not. Because, you know, they, they got a, a ty- you know a certain type of image to uphold and shit like that. But, yeah, man, in closing, people, I kind of kept this a little short, but I just wanted to get my opinions out there on the Blade. The new Blade coming out in the, you know, the trilogy prior to it didn't talk too much about the TV show because I'm sure it was shit. But, um... Fingers crossed, man. Knock on wood. Let's hope for an R rating. Feige, Marvel, Disney. Don't do this to me. Please. It's my like treat me like those uh those kids that have dying wishes. Please treat me like that. Because my wish is to to see another rated R Blade movie. It's been too long. It's been too long. We haven't seen Blade on screen since 2004. On the big screen, that is, where it counts. You know, we haven't seen them since 2004. Can we Can we make this worth the wait and worth our while? And even if they do make a PG-13, I want to hear what Wesley is going to have to say. I really want to hear what, he, what he's got to say, man, because it's like, you know, his say-so won't mean much if he's not involved. But I feel like true fans of Wesley Snipes like myself and of the Blade character, we going to listen to what he got to say. We always listen to what Wesley got to say. I don't, you know, his his past and how he acted on the Blade uh, Trinity set and whatever his uh, legal problems were. I don't give a fuck about any of that. The guy's an amazing actor. He's one of the greatest action stars of my generation. So, you know, if, if he has a say so, whether it's negative or positive, I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. But as far as Mahershala Ali, I hope you kill it, bro. I do, man. I, I, I have faith in you. And I really hope that they give you, you know, some some brand new things to do as his character, some things that we haven't seen before. I hope they let you do a lot of shit that is nostalgic to the character, but I hope they open up new doors for you to do something else. And I feel like one of the things about these this Blade movie that's coming out, I feel like since the Russo brothers stepped in with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, was it? You know, they did the Winter Soldier they did Civil War, they did Infinity War, they did Endgame. I feel like that when the Russo brothers stepped in with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, that was the introduction of fight choreography in Marvel that we have never seen before on screen. Um, so I feel like Feige definitely pays attention to everything. I feel like the fans speak a lot to him too. 
um, whether they actively say something to him or not. I feel like, you know, the, the response from the fans, I feel like Marvel knows that we we crave these fight scenes now and the choreography just is cool. Like when it's hand to hand type shit, like the Russo brothers uh, should get a lot of praise for introducing these type of fight scenes. And that's one of the things that I want from the Blade movie also is I want good hand to hand fights. I want good, you know, sword fights, whoever Blade fights in this. There's another thing like who's I wonder who the villain is going to be in this. I, I really wonder who the villain is going to be for this Blade movie, because there's a lot of villains in that in that universe that I have no idea. You know, I don't even know who they are. I, I you know, I'm I'm a Blade fan. But as far as the villains go, I'm not really all that savvy to them, which is crazy. You know, I should have did more research on that. So I could have named, you know, several or something like that before the episode went off. But yeah, man, I'm 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 praying for this movie, man. I'm just praying that they don't give it a PG-13 rating. Don't water it down. But other than that, I'm you know I'm not. I didn't do this episode to try to hate on it or you know try to put a dark cloud over anything. It's just a big, 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 big concern I have because that rating does mean a lot to the character. And I feel like with you know while it while it is a it, with Disney involved, it might be a snowball's chance in hell they get an R rating. But I feel like with movies like Logan and Deadpool and Joker. I feel like they are blowing the doors off of, uh, off of, um, you know, they're, they're breaking down barriers so they can open up more opportunities for more, um, R rated comic book movies, which is, I mean, depending on what type of story you're trying to tell, R rating is good. It can work in your favor. Like it worked for Logan because it was just a desolate, like it was almost a Western uh, the way that movie was with the Joker, it was a character study of how disturbed this guy was. So of course that R rating definitely fit the whole narrative for it, which was, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of that movie, but I, like I said, I gave it like a seven out of 10, but it was a good, the narrative was cool for that movie. So with something like blade, the, like I said, this world that they set up, I almost would want to see something done where it it displays the vampires have taken over to the point where it looks like that movie Daybreakers. If anybody remembers the movie Daybreakers with um uh what's that guy's name? Ethan Hawke, Sam Neill is in it from Jurassic Park and the vampires basically everything is vampirism in this world. You know, instead of coffee shops, they're you know, they're getting blood. The TV on the the, the newscasters are vampires. You know, the, the ones that don't feed basically the homeless people turn into like these bat, like these really raw looking vampire monster things. That world was crazy. And that's an underrated movie. And I, I like the whole idea of that world that they created in there. That would be dope to see in a in a in a new Blade movie. You know, vampires have just taken over to the point where if you see a human, it's like they're on the run because everyone's a vampire and like imagine blade having to run through a city of, of people that's another reason it can't be pg-13 is because when blade does his thing you know when he when he when he whips the sword out and and, and goes to work you know you can't you can't have him cutting through people you, like he of course he cuts through people in the movie and you know they they turn into ash because of how his sword is set up it's set up to turn them into ash to kill the vampires immediately and stuff like that he's got little gadgets and shit like that but I I want to see some some cherry pie. Like I need to see I need to see the red fly in this movie. And like I said, man, don't do it. Don't do it to me. Do not, man. I'm 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 trying to I'm begging y'all. Please do not make this movie PG-13. Please. And that's from yours truly, Romero Tudor. And 
if it, you know, Marvel, Feige, Disney, you know, if y'all can't find me anywhere else and you need to know some more opinions on something, y'all can follow this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, you know, the podcast is always on there, you know, Feige, you know, look me up, man, look me up, I, you know, I write, I'll write a Marvel script, I'll have to get, you know, really in my... You know, I'll have to dig deep in my in, in, into my inner childhood and get into superhero mode and all that good stuff. But listen, man, take a take a chance on a man from Philly with a wish and a prayer, sir, to get his foot wet in the industry. But all I ask you is do not make Blade PG-13 and we'll call it square from there. But no, on some serious shit, though, people shout out to the two, the reviewers, the listeners out there still pushing for the 300. You know, the 300 climb is definitely getting serious. Not halfway there, but a little less than halfway. But it's still climbing, man. I'm I'm, I'm really impressed. and I'm really humble. I'm grateful for everybody supporting the podcast. Everybody, all the listeners out there. Definitely appreciate y'all. Love y'all to death, man. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And... That pretty much wraps up this episode, people. So I'll catch y'all on the next one or two to reviews.